I'm Nariba Shepard. And I'm Justin Onet Graham. And this is, is Terms, Terms of, of Service. Service. <laughs> Hot fire. Every every time we nail it, mm-hmm. it just it gets smoother and smoother. Mm-hmm. That the other one was a little rough today, but but it's okay. But it came together. Yes, and see, we are back at it. Yep. It is Sunday morning again. So a good morning, party people. Hello, hi, we're coming at you again. At 12.50 p.m. in the morning. Yes, 12.50 p.m. in the morning. So, yes, happy (laughs) afternoon. That is correct. Um, Yeah, just coming at you again from... From our friends at Blind Barber, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is this is exciting. With a new friend. With a new friend. Hi, new friend. Hi, Lisa Shaw. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you feeling? I am excited to be here. Great. Well, we're excited to have you, so thank you. Thank you. Of course. I just want to go ahead and be like, Lisa Shaw looks like a beautiful, hydrated, and moisturized black woman. The skin is glowing. Popping. Accessories. Popping. Popping. Everything. We have a red lip. There's a fun tidbit going around that says that men don't like red lipstick, and I have been waiting to put on my red lipstick. What men for, think about red for days lipstick? You better rock that me. shit. So, wow. <laughs> is she matte? It looks good. Oh, I yes, yes. she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Well, again, I stand by what I just said, which, uh, Lisa, you rock whatever it is that that you want to rock. Mm -hmm, Uh, That mm -hmm, goes for mm -hmm. all the ladies out there. That goes for literally anybody. So do your thing. And also, (laughs) welcome back from Jamaica. Thank you. Oh my God. (laughs) Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me what it was like to leave this rock. (laughs) It was amazing. It it was so restful. That's all I did was eat, sleep, drink, repeat. And right. it was fabulous. And sometimes you just need to do that in different air. For sure. Different climate. Yeah, for sure. You know? After we, the year we had, I think it was definitely necessary. To, necessary and overdue. Yes, I want to sure. go to Trinidad and my mom just told me she bought a ticket and she'll be here next month. And I'm like, God oh. damn it, Sharon. <laughs> oh, t- I'm trying to go to Trinidad. And You're like, you I'm trying here. to go there. <laughs> yeah. But yet you decided to come here. Well, she has to. I mean, that's fair. I know. But, you know. All her children live here. That, okay. Very fair. Well, um, you know what time it is. It's sign time. It is sign time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Nariba, kick us off. Well, uh, what do you do? You know what your <laughs> sign is? Do you want to talk to us about my sign? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, my birthday is actually June nineteenth. It's Juneteenth. That's right. Yep. That's right. Come through federal yeah. holiday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me a Gemini. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the. Uh, the old cuspy because yes. so yep, it is so Definitely. like people are always like uh, G- gemini's are rough and i'm like y'all are just specific very you know and i don't want to like sound like a crazy person but because <laughs> of the cusp i feel a lot of like 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 warmth around you and i'm like is that cancer energy that mm. That carries it over, and so like I'm very excited. Yeah. Also, like change my opinion on Gemini's today because you feel like magic. Oh, thank you. Yes, and also that love. is not a read against the past Gemini's. That we no, 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 no. It's not, not a read all. against the past Gemini's. Because everyone it's is just, different. I have a specific understanding of Gemini's, but as a cusp person, you're like giving me life because my brother is a cuspin. 
He's the worst. <laughs> I love him, but he's the worst. Yeah. Well, um, Naliba, is everything okay? Yeah, no, everything's great. I'm just, I was just having a moment of like, you're a great person, and um, it makes sense that you would be a Gemini Cancer cusp. And I'm excited to like, I feel like the conversation itself will explain what that combo means along the oh, way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I'm ready. Perfect. Well, Miss Lisa Shaw of Lisa's Boutique Catering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, let's let's get into it. If you could introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your background so we can get to know who you are. Because I know you as an absolutely wonderful human being. And I know you as someone I followed on Instagram before <laughs> I knew Justin. Wow. Yeah. So look at that. That is super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at the power. Look at I the power it. of social media. I love it. Yeah. And the power of good energy. you damn right. Yes. So there it is. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her already. Okay. Well, <laughs> so. It's only going to build. It's only going to build because that's exactly how I feel. No. Oh. So, yes. Stop talking nicely about me. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> We're going to keep it going. Okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah, Lisa, hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Justin. Well, again, thank you for being here. Now, who the hell are you? Yeah. So... <laughs> Hey, you know what? Straight out of Brooklyn, I have to Love say it. it. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, living in beautiful Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lisa's Boutique Catering is a exactly what it is. It's a boutique catering business mm-hmm. um, that we specialize in creating events, curate menus mm-hmm. tailored to the to the individual um, client. Yeah. Um, I literally started this business because of my love for people Mm -hmm. Mm. my love for bringing people to the table i was kind of like that sunday dinner you know my grandmother would we would set the table and the whole family would squeeze around this table um and we would just have this amazing meal and it was something that was just so meaningful and particularly in the african-american community yeah and i think that we have kind of lost sight of that and it's something that I fight for in my own household 110 um when folks come over to my house for dinner no it's literally like platters plated and that's how my kids and my husband they eat every night you know um when I come through regal I'm like don't don't say it too loud because my partner's out here probably expecting something (laughs) when people come over I cook if it's just us, rock, paper, scissors. Yes. It's, it's chopped every day. So yeah. Funny. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes, you know, we do eat out. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it's very important to me to have that um, family unit around the table. That's how we build those traditions. You know, we learn more about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, having those organic conversations. Making time. And making time most importantly. Absolutely. You know, we live in a country that is definitely... Uh, you know, workforce driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and although people, you know, claim to get these two week, three week vacations, unfortunately, we have to fight for them. Where? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's about creating space, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, what my business is basically about bringing people to the dinner table. And one of my favorite things to do, I haven't been able to do it here in Chicago just yet, but I love to host tastings. Um, but I love to do it based on regions from around the world mm-hmm. and bringing people together and yeah. having conversations around that. And somehow we always spend off talking about amazing life stories, you know. So um, would I'm, you I'm, say that you have set the table for these oh, conversations? There it is. <laughs> there it is. Slang there it is. dang in it. There it is. 
there it is. So uh, stop it. I won't. But I yes, love it. Give go us on. more. Go on. So, you know, in addition to Lisa's Boutique Catering, we have this amazing gourmet coffee cake business mm-hmm. called the Coffee Girls Coffee Cakes. What? You're damn right. Yes, Yes, she I don't does. Know about, I didn't know about her. Yes. Okay. To tell you. So mm-hmm. the coffee cakes are literally, it's based from my grandmother's um, sour cream pecan coffee cake. And I freaked the freak on it and started adding, infusing alcohol in it. So I have like mm-hmm. a rosé all day, blueberry prosecco. Um, I'm working on this amazing bourbon pecan for the fall. And, you know, it's basically my brainchild you know something that i found my niche you know within my you know industry and the cakes are doing so well we just went wholesale Uh, stop it stop it (laughs) they're uh you know uh so i am i am just so excited um you know this journey anyone in this industry knows how grueling it can be mm-hmm. more or less stepping out on faith and starting your own business i was gonna say like first of all i'm going to have to deep dive on of course. uh that coffee cake a little bit later but um <laughs> how did you like get to here like industry wise did you did, were you in the food service industry at all or was it just like this is my love and this is how I got here um, a little bit of both right mm-hmm. so again back to the you know um, one of my great fondest memories is like my great grandmother my grandmother my mother and myself and we were in Charleston South Carolina and we were cooking dinner and all I only job I had was to chop vegetables but Mm -hmm. I felt so good because I was like oh my gosh I get to be in the kitchen you know that prep with the prep Mm -hmm. but it was so exciting because I knew that when everybody ate the food all the cooks who prepared the food got a kiss so I was like I'm Mm -hmm. gonna get a kiss you know so it was like me just this little girl just super excited to be a part of this meal and knowing that I participated only just to get a kiss from my uncle so how good right yeah the food was um so just to kind of tell my family about that um, i was just like you better give me a hug if i made you a whole meal <laughs> exactly. I was just like, let's, like let's talk about that but so, continue. <laughs> you know with that said you know especially growing up in that particular generation you know there was a lot of you know conflict you know in the family mm-hmm. um you know still but that was the one thing that brought us together was sunday dinner um, so in my, my journey, you know, without going too far down the rabbit hole, I, you know, I, my mom suffered some traumas in her life that, you know, she became a teenage mom. Um, me and my oldest brother are products of that. And I have two younger brothers. So by the time my mom was 25, she had, um, uh, she was a single mother of four. Mm-hmm. And, you yes. know, you know, I, I admire my mother, but life happened to her, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And she got caught up in the you know, crack epidemic and a lot of things just happened that forced me to choose between family and survival. And survival. Yeah. yeah. And I chose survival. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, I ended up leaving, um, you know, my two younger brothers and we went back uh, to New York um, on a train with uh, one of my uncle escorted us. But then we were immediately separated. They went to Brooklyn. I went to Long Island mm-hmm. and um, I ended up in this amazing organization um, where we promoted, um, that promoted entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I, in high school, ended up starting this cookie business where I was where some of my, you know, peers were walking around with wads of cash because they were drug dealers. Mm-hmm. I was walking around with wads of cash because I was selling cookies. You damn right. You know, so who has munchies? <laughs> you need a bag of cookies? Exactly. So, you know, it was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, Amazing. you know, um, so me and my, one of my best friends of uh, best friend 30 years now, uh, we started this cookie business and we were able to. That was like that spinoff of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and I, oh my God, listen, I had lock, I did locks and twists. I mean, I had so many little side, side hustles, hustles going oh, on in order to so survive. Yeah. Um, and somehow in this hustle, I ended up on Wall Street, working at a, working for a bank, and I thank God I was there because I, you know, met my husband, mm-hmm. uh, reconnected with my husband who I went to high school with. Um, who that uh, you? Oh, hey. <laughs> Hi, Derek. Um, our first date was inside the World Trade Center. Oh, and wow. so of course, yeah, yeah. So of course, you know, life happened around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the World Trade Center, you know, um, act, yeah. you know, uh, disaster, I looked, and you know, I was like, you know what? I only have one life, and I need to live it to its fullest potential. As real as hell. Absolutely. I quit my job. And at this point, I was throwing these supper club type parties. Mm-hmm. Like we would literally move out all of our furniture and bring in tables and set the table and turn it into a restaurant. I turned my apartment into a pop-up restaurant and the before rest- it was and the restaurant actually turned into a kickback because I've heard some of these stories before. So, and yes. it was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And my friends were like, "What are you doing? You can make this a business." Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's how it started. I. You know, it's like, okay, you know, I told him, he, we, you know, we weren't, we, he was just my fiance at the time. Yeah. And I was like, I am quitting my job and I'm going to culinary <laughs> school. I feel crazy, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to do this. Cause Which, I hadn't, at that point, hadn't solidified exactly what I wanted to do with my life. That's real. Wait, what culinary program did you do? I actually, so I obviously wanted to go to, you know, CIA, but I, it, you know, was a, I was pregnant, so mm-hmm. I uh, ended up going to the Art Institute in New York City, down okay. on Barrack Street, formerly known as the uh, New York Restaurant School, Yes, um, which was awesome experience. Um, one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. I went to school, and it felt like summer camp every day. Aww. Like, you know, you're just in doing what you love and you knowing that this That's was going to happen. Um, of course, I was going back to school in my 30s, and you know I had two babies while in school. Yo, and I'm gonna do that right now. And it, I'm ready. I'm preparing. You yeah. know. So you're giving me encouragement yes. that I'm not like doing it wrong. You know, you're not doing it wrong at all. And you know, there's no, you know, wrong or white right way. There's, you know, first of all, you can't just. I mean, there is a yeah, there is a right way of doing way of doing things. But I meant like when you. When you, there's timing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you never know. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, for me, I am very grateful that most things that have happened in my life has just happened organically. So, um, I, I try not to question it, you know, same. Um, I try not to, but you know, then we do. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I have to say when you are living in your skin, you know, it could be a lonely place sometimes. Yes. Because yeah. some around some folks around you aren't ready for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I can sometimes be 
that person that, you know, I'm so loving and caring. I'm, you know, I am so excited about life. I'm like up in your face, like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you can do it, you know, I'm trying to, you know, just be that, you know, person, person of mm-hmm. encouragement. But, you know, sometimes it tends to, people tend to resent that because that's not their path, you know. And so that's the thing that I'm recently coming to terms with is like, the things that I want to do, and I'm very clear about it, it's it's hard for other people to see it because they think of me as being good at these other things, but it's not necessarily the thing that I'm passionate about. And I'm trying to box you in. Yeah, so what I'm trying to like learn or unlearn is that like you don't have to do one thing your whole life because that doesn't necessarily like make you happy or is good for you and learning that people change their career so many times in their lifetime made me feel a lot better about like for lack of a better like phrase fucking up and like trying something new or different absolutely it's just i'm very excited for the opportunity to like move forward with what I already went to school for by going back to school and furthering that education. Absolutely. And I love the like culinary journey that I've got. Like like you said, I essentially did a summer camp version of culinary school right after I graduated from college to then go into the food service industry. And wow. that 30 that 3 month program made me feel more fulfilled than the, the whole four years mm. of undergrad. Exactly. And then, but then the thing is like getting into the food service as it is now over like eight or nine years, all of that got pulled out for me mm-hmm. because I only enjoyed cooking at work and I didn't enjoy doing it for myself right. because I'm someone that is a giver. Right. And I feel like a lot of people in the food service industry tend to be givers. This is true. Because we're yep. used to like making other people's like dreams come true essentially mm-hmm. with our services. So it's like for me I'm now starting to understand that like if I'm not happy doing something, I do not have to stay here because in the food service industry they don't give you that option. No. They're like, wherever you're at, this is it. Yep. This is as high as you can go. And like, they keep you where they want you to be. And by like going through the motions of it, I've learned that the passion that you want to inspire in people is the love and not the tech. Correct. Because you can learn all of that technical stuff as you're going, but you can't teach someone to love it. No, you cannot. You know, and the, what where the but yet they'll expect you to exactly, yeah. and and that's where the, sometimes our industry falls short, right? Mm-hmm. Because the love is allowing that person to grow and flourish, mm-hmm. right? So if we're so-called creating these experience external mm-hmm. of ourselves, and we're not filling our people back up, mm-hmm. our employees back up, we lose every time. Yeah. And that was one of my issues when I worked in the industry and why I had to leave. Yeah. Um, I, like you said, they're so focused on what you're good at. And they're not willing to allow you to grow past that um, or pay for it. Or pay for it. Right. So, um, you know, it's, I think, you know, with the pandemic, there definitely has been a reckoning in our industry because we got hit, slammed really hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hearing why a lot of people left and why they're not coming back was 
sad for me. Yeah. You know? um, was it sad in like, it's a truth? Or was it sad as in like, I didn't understand the extent to which Oh no, it was the truth. It was the truth. It was yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause I was one of them, you know, not, yeah. not, you know, I mean, bef- I left long before the, you know, I, the oh, pandemic, mm-hmm. but I had just started, you know, my yeah. business and, um, but, and was so excited to hire people and treat them mm-hmm. with that love and respect that they, we all deserve. Yeah. Um, it's about caring it for is about caring. the individual, caring for yourself and, filling your own cup yeah i do i do wonder is a lot of that truth is it coming to terms with that silent truth of the cost of being a part of of the industry because Mm -hmm. what it sounds like to me is we're gonna we're gonna you know talk talk about this quite quite extensively it's almost like you're righting the wrongs that you have experienced throughout mm-hmm. your career mm-hmm. right yeah so and that becomes like such a weird and unique cross to bear because you didn't do that shit, mm-hmm. right <laughs> you right. know but you're trying to you're trying to soothe someone else's trauma because you can identify with said trauma so you don't want to facilitate the cycle correct so yeah but in so i feel like it's sort of like with parenting where we're like we don't want to be like our parents right but then you like slowly turn into them and i think the difference between (laughs) what i feel like we are doing now in this time is actually learning from repeating the mistakes of the people before us mm-hmm. and trying to like undo that cycle. So it's it's a work of like not being a Columbus type and coming in and being like, none of that shit used to work, let's throw it out and start over. <laughs> but like understanding the culture as it stands before you like try to change it. Yeah. Because there's a reason that some of these things were set into place. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to like make it okay for any of the shit that happened in the food service industry. What I'm saying is like, people never people were never taught that different way and now we are starting to learn that different way yeah and the old school dudes are like but some of this stuff matters and i'm like to an extent mm-hmm. but like you don't need to break someone down like this is a prison system to build them back up again i mean let's right. be honest most of the people who are working in the food service industry such as the servers busboys those folks are struggling to take care of their families yeah mm-hmm. they are coming from traumas these are people who were told they you know like high school dropouts like they were already feeling some of them were already feeling like, worth or dealing with their own traumas yeah. you know, understand at home yeah. or whatever so to come into an environment to work and you have to go home and face some whatever mm-hmm. you have to deal with I'm just speaking from experience. Yeah. yeah. Have been one of those people. Same. Up, grew up, I mean, you know, worked myself up through the yeah. ranks. And now having to be a manager to a lot of these people. And I cared for my, my staff. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved on them. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you got to be a mother, sister, brother, psych, psycho, psychologist. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have to be able to be flexible yep. when you are working with certain, you know, folks who have who've come from these different backgrounds different backgrounds and it's hard and the cultural respect most importantly that's the thing it's like 
Be- you have to remember that like people are walking through the door with all of this shit and yep. you don't know what any of it is. And you can't just like be ragging on people, which is a thing that like I never thought about. Even when I was one of those people coming into work with a loss in the family, but I'm still here for the 12 hours, even mm-hmm. though it's traumatic. And then I have like someone else being like, well, I was able to do it. And it's like your lack of sensitivity about your stuff shouldn't desensitize exactly. my reality. Well, because it also becomes self-serving at, yeah. the exact, at the exact same token. And it's, it's really in, interesting to be like, all right, well, we want to be part of the solution because we are so familiar with the problem. Mm-hmm. And some people may be identifying with the, with the fact that they are the problem but that effort in change mm-hmm. always seems to be literally stifled by ego and you have to make that conscious decision to where you're like well i just don't care because as i've mentioned in episodes prior to where you're making decisions in a manner to where you know that the results of said decisions do not affect you yeah mm-hmm. and and whether again that's ego it's capitalism it's all of these you know different variables but i personally feel like throughout the industry if just everyone took that moment mm-hmm. to be like you know what i want to be better today than i was yesterday yep. but not to be better today because it's for me but it's better for, for us everyone yeah yeah, yeah i'm right Amen. Take us to church. I mean, church, I, mean okay. I just, Sunday, because it was just, Sunday. you know, it was on, <laughs> it is a Sunday, y'all. So, yes. Um, it's on the agenda. Yes. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, line item, we're going to church. Yeah. So welcome. Yes. <laughs> but it's just really something that I had to say because it's, it's such a fine line by being like the knowledge of the experience versus the, the ignorance of the experience yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yes. it's like i i just i i hear everything that you're saying nariba mm-hmm. i just also at, at the same time i'm like again if you are making a choice to be an asshole today yeah you're making a choice to continue to be an asshole because there is no negative blowback on your behavior this is true so yep. and that and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mention that right, right there because, and I will say it again from the rafters because it is so important for people to hear and re- really have that resonate. And Lisa, you touched upon it briefly. Uh, I would like to really explore some of the challenges, additional mm-hmm. challenges that you face throughout your time within the time within the industry mm-hmm. that were anchored in the industry. I know that when we were getting to know one another, uh, you had talked to me about mentors that, that you have had, people that have really kind of like helped help guide guide your way. But you know, not all glitter is gold, right? right? So I'd like within, you know, your realm of comfortability mm-hmm. to talk about some unfortunate realities of mm being in the industry also being a black woman in the kitchen in the industry how you kind of navigate that i mean if you want to take a a deep sip 
I would yeah. love to do a deep sip because, yes. because we about to need that abuelita like power behind us. Shout out to Juanita's Babitas. That's yes, my girl. Yes, yes. Babitas. Uh, Rochelle and Mayan. Um, yes. We're just going to have some polita. Is she a little bit spicy? Mm-hmm. A little, little tequila y? The mm-hmm. tomates makes me feel the brunchy vibes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank oh you so goodness. much. I can't wait to buy it. But yes. Um, thank you, Jessica. And I'm sure that she can't wait to sell it <laughs> as well, because she's been selling it out here. You so yes, it. we'll get you all that information. Yes. yes. Perfect. Go you on, know, Lisa. I, I definitely want to compliment you both. Um, just setting the tone and creating such a safe space. I, don't, I think your listeners need to understand how safe and beautiful and this the energy is here right now. Um, so I, I just wanted to say that very quickly. Thank you. Um, we try. Yes. <laughs> you know, I will tell you this. Being a black woman in the industry, but just being a black woman living in this, this country to start. You know, when you come for, for most um, African-Americans who grew up and in, in faced trauma in their lives, and sometimes your family, you have relatives, people who don't know what they don't know. And if they haven't, it's not that they didn't inspire, but when you're taught, I came from a first generation out of a civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. So we were, they were just getting their footing. Mm -hmm. So I remember one time when my brother said he wanted to be president of the United States and she was like, black man being president of the United States and you won't, I won't see it in my lifetime and you won't either, but oh, it happened. Yeah. yeah. Not in her lifetime. She, 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 she died before it happened, but it happened. Mm-hmm. So, but we would hear these things that we can't, I always hear, it's not that they meant to say it in that way, but they were just like, look, just get a job, just, you know, get married, have kids, keep your head down, and keep your head yeah. down and yeah. work. That's what we and were. And stay out of trouble. Be stay out of silent. trouble and yeah. be silent, especially as a woman that like yeah. you are seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I resented that and I rebelled against it every single time because I'm like, you are not about to tell me what I can do. You're damn right. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) in the industry, when I, you know, I love challenging myself, but there are some things that you just have to know when there are certain fights that aren't worth fighting at that time. Yep. Uh, so what my that point, statement, you know how to like hold them and like know how to fold them. And like I think. Like, I think yes. We are quoting Kenny Rogers. I love it. I actually like that song too. Okay. So you're, yeah, you got to fly underneath that radar sometimes. And um, because, you know, being, you know, that, you know, Generation X, you know, you come mm-hmm. out, you know, you're swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in the kitchen and I was one of the only women in the kitchen, women of, women of color. And it was very dogmatic. It was very, you know, that traditional, like the man, you know, I'm in charge and you are strictly doing garmage and pastry. Oh yeah. And I was like, that's not even what I want to do. Yes. <laughs> but that's where I they was. They push you. That's where they push you. Yep. You know, um, I they didn't even know any better. I once had a guy literally fire me and he had to rehire me who said, oh, well, I'm letting you go because you have a little baby at home and, you know, we don't want to accommodate you with, you know, because you're saying you have to pump your milk and, you know, we, we don't have time like for that. all of the things. Literally said that to me. What? All of the things. Literally what? said that to me. And I, so I went to, you know, the boss and I said, look, let me tell you something. I said, I know you, you know, but I was like, you guys could be sued for saying that to people. And you should be. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I left, you know, they ended up hiring me back and, you know, I ended up leaving anyway. But what I ended up doing, because I was such a, you know, I was a young mom of two small kids, mm-hmm. the hours were grueling at the time. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm fighting two fronts here, you yeah. know? I'm wanting to be this amazing mother to my daughters. I want to be in this industry. Maybe I should try going corporate. You know, mm-hmm. so I made the shift from back of the house, you know, because I was like, well, it's super sexist here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not fulfilling me, like you said. Yeah. So I was like, let me try the front of the house. Oh, sorry. I love people. Um, so I said, let me try take a stab at front of the house. And I ended up, thank God, because of transferable skills, mm-hmm. I was able to land a job as a manager working for one of the top foods, corporate food service companies. Yes. Wow, congratulations. That's why, okay, so before we go forward, I just want to say, if you work back of house in this pandemic, if you get a job at in any other field, they think that you are the best person ever <laughs> because you're yeah. used to doing like 10,000 times yes. more work. Yes. And you have to be efficient 100% of the time. So mm-hmm. like, you can get a job anywhere. Your <laughs> skills are transferable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yes, so I, I ended up doing this carpet job and I stayed probably five years too long. Oh God. Mm. I thought you were about to be like, I stayed for five years and then I realized, but mm. it was like five years too long. <laughs> Holy too shit. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being a, what I learned before it was a name of systemic racism where we were talking about it, mm-hmm. it was a real thing. And without getting emotional the the the, just the shit that you know you have to work extra hard so hard and how they would play you against especially being a black woman and having african minority staff period Mm -hmm. and how they would you know you could see how they wanted to fire somebody just for looking different or um they'll chalk things up to policy when policy. half the goddamn time mm. it's just like it's not being led with policy it's being led by emotion it's being led by emotion yeah. um especially having um you know employees you know from the community lgbtq community mm-hmm. um and trying to protect them um you know because you know he maybe you know he wanted to wear nail polish yep that's who he identifies with. Yes. Is it really hurting anyone? You know, so, you know, it was just stuff like that that I had to deal with. Obviously, um, every time, you know, I would, you know, uh, transfer out because we just, they just would transfer us to different accounts. Mm-hmm. My replacement would be always be someone who was white, younger, mm. fresh out of school, given less response, less half, not even a fraction of the responsibilities I had to do in making more more yeah. by literally by ten thousand oh. dollars every single time wow. so every time this has happened to me i had to realize i had to make a decision mm-hmm. they were never gonna allow me to break that glass ceiling mm-hmm. and it took me moving here to chicago and taking one more stab at it and say hey you know what i'm trying this corporate thing and mm-hmm. see what happens and it just, I lasted there all, I think I resigned after four months. Wow. I was like, like, this is it. I can't, same I can't, shit. it's the same stuff. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. Same shit, different market. Yes. Same shit, different market. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, all of these talents. And one, most importantly, family is important to me. Mm-hmm. 
And when you have to literally negotiate going to your kid's spring concert. That's that shit I don't like. Or going to a doctor's appointment for your child. Or taking a vacation or going to see a mother or take care of, like, you know, I take care of my mom. Mm -hmm. Being able to go and... Be, have, have that time, time. yeah it well, was this not is allowed ringing so true with examples that we have explored in, in the past to where specifically in the hospitality space you have to present some fucking dissertation that is convincing so many people that actually don't give a shit about why you can't do x thing because it's like you know what maybe i need a mental day maybe i need to take care of me and also, it's none of your goddamn business. Yeah, it's like okay, if there's if there's a window to have to have these conversations, and you're coming you're coming from an equitable place, not a point of gossip, not a point of figuring out how you're going to potentially fuck with someone's schedule, which you know just inevitably fucks with their money mm-hmm. because you don't like the fact to where you might have to do something. You might to have help to support do work. Them. You might have to do, have to do work. Yeah. anything. Listen, I mean, anybody who's waking up at 5.30 in the morning and not getting home till midnight, that's a fucking problem. That's a yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and you can't that's get your time. That's a problem with a real reality. And they don't value no. you enough. It's very yeah. dismissive. That mm-hmm. not don't definitely don't validate anything. Nope. Oh. And when you have to, when you're, when you're busting your ass and they don't recognize that and they're just power tripping at this point mm-hmm. because they can. That's fucked up. Excuse my language. No, that's <laughs> and I'm saying it just yeah. like that. You know, so I, I left. And that was the biggest for me, the biggest F you I could possibly give. And, you know, but I valued myself more. You know, and I remember telling them when I left, I've never chased a check in my life and I'm not about to. Mm. I'm out. Go ahead. All I do is chase checks because I'm poor. But (laughs) but also it's like I've. I. Am sometimes I feel like the privilege that younger people have is that y'all are doing all this shit so that I could do figure it out in eight years. Right. When this is a lifetime for you. Yeah. And like it just sucks that it has taken so long for the industry to have to deal Mm -hmm. with the repercussions of their actions Mm -hmm. when they've devalued so many people from all different communities. Like one of the first, well, the second job that I had here, in passing, I heard one of the chefs say, well, you know, we hired you because you're all of the things. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, you're a black woman who is queer and an immigrant. Great. So you're um, you're a whole bunch of check boxes on that's it. some yeah. employment form. And Great. U- Wonderful. Ultimately, it's that's nice to be minimized in that way. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. fuck that person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, and then it was crazy to me because I came in and I was like, this is why I'm leaving. And everyone's like, oh yeah, we understand it. And then in the future, working with some of these people again, they were like, I don't, like one of my bosses, old bosses apologized to me because he was like, I don't understand where I was when I was blaming you for leaving. And we had to like work that night or like you know fill those gaps but after learning 
and like having an interaction with a woman of color and understanding that like life is traumatic and it's stressful and changing and like seeing it more in the media it takes time for people to learn that what they were doing before was actually fucked up because no one ever told them it was fucked up yeah but then also um people of color black women very specifically because this is relevant to Mm -hmm. what we're talking about right now it's just like black women are not a monolith so it's like it's not this like you know you have to you have to see from you have to see from the sidelines of like what not to do but you have to because yeah. it's not something that people were seeing before so we can say like Interesting. that all the time but it's representation matters and sure. like seeing someone change your opinion of like a lifetime of the government society i see telling you that black women can take can more that, yes okay that, i that understand now where you're going with it okay yes. so now yes. it's like yes. we have to not because i was following be, it in a different I, yeah that's too. why i wanted to keep okay, going yeah. like, it's not only like yes embracing ourselves and being like yeah we are strong and all these things but also teaching other people that we're fucking women we're people yeah we we're we, not animals we're not animals which yeah. is how yeah. it's been going this whole time so like I have all of these things and people are like, oh, but you're not like other women. Right. That's which is another thing when you're queer. It's like so it was all of these things of me unteaching people what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. And then like picking and choosing my battles. Like if I'm not going to win with you, I'm not wasting my breath. But if I feel like Mm -hmm. you are trying to understand where I'm coming from and I'm not selling myself in the process of trying to help other people yeah. be better for me in the communities that I'm already a part of, I will do that. But I'm not going to sure. like let someone tell me how to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what this time has been like. For sure. And also thank you for that, like painting that very clear picture because I, I mean, I just think that this is like a, perfect you know pivot into lisa some of the things that you have shared um a big part of your journey has been that of sisterhood right and when it comes to the examples that nariba just shared there is that you know i feel like i use camaraderie Mm -hmm. quite often but i mean but it is what it is but it is what it is so uh there is that camaraderie of experience there is that camaraderie of identity there is that camaraderie of just like fucking acknowledgement because Mm -hmm. it's like you don't even have to say anything and it's just like y'all feel the same weight Mm -hmm. you know and you just know Mm -hmm. me personally as a black man it's all watch me pass another black man on on the street and not even (laughs) say say anything it's like the eye contact and it's just like Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, but we see one another. Yep. But like, we know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just. No, yeah. I, I get it. And um, also, too, some of my closest friends that I, you know, met in the industry, there were only a few of us in there, right? Um, I recently lost, uh, you know, a, one a very good friend um, from the industry. And, you know, I will tell you, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. And how sometimes, you know, in the spirit of, you know, being black women, how we're pitted against each other. 
um, whether it's classism, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's colorism, colorism mm -hmm. um, or that whole crab in the bucket syndrome, like, oh, only one of us can make it to exactly. the top. Um, it's it's sad. Um, I am very fortunate, however, uh, to have girlfriends that are that have lifted me up, you know, throughout my journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I and a lot of them, they're not even in the industry, to be honest with you. But, I, yeah, but they, we need that connection. We need that connection. I think it's important. Um, and it's something that I fight and strive for every day. Mm -hmm. um, and it goes back to that trauma, right? Because we black women, we do have trust issues. Like when we've been hurt and burned, it takes a minute for us to mm -hmm. kind of, you know, come back, from, come it. back from it. You know, we, we're very loving, nurturing beings. But when we have Correct. been scorned and burned, it makes it so much harder. And when the resources aren't there, it I've also minimizing. It yep. becomes minimizing, right? And I've been very fortunate to have resources and know when to get help. You know, when these things had happened to me, I knew to say, "Hey, I am a big supporter of you know therapy and all of those oh, things." Because yeah. had I not done it, I wouldn't be where I am today. No, you know what I'm saying. Right. And to encourage our community to do that like it's okay it's it literally is a safe space mm -hmm. you know yeah um but a lot of times you know it has a lot to do with us too facing our own some of us face facing our own personal demons yeah and coming oh. to terms with certain things and being okay with just not being okay sometimes yeah and stop you know being when we're forced to just power through like you say you went to work even though you had just lost someone that's traumatic Mm -hmm. And you had to power through and put on yeah. a face and just perform and not having that care and love and support there. That's... And like having people actively be like, well, I've done it so you can do it type thing. I hate that. That yeah. is the worst thing. I'm like, I'm sorry that you don't validate your own feelings, but I, I care about myself. <laughs> like, I love myself. Right? I don't know about you, You're like, I'm but happy that's not my that. journey. Mm -hmm. You know, you have no right. You know, and I tell my kids that all the time, just because I'm your mother, it does not give me the right to disrespect you. You are not my, you're my oh. gift. You are <laughs> not my property, you know? Mm -hmm. So I definitely like, empower my children the same way in our house. Like, conversation, we were talking earlier about like my sister and I growing together and like no shade, no tea, but like her way of dealing with things is very much like, old school mm -hmm. well i did all of these things and your life isn't nearly as hard because and i like we had a conversation a couple of weeks back where i was like you cannot do that because even though you experienced a lot and it was hard don't think that like me or your kids your kids and i um <laughs> didn't experience anything it's just different just yes. because it's not like some weird like old people not thinking that like babies have nerve endings that's why they didn't give them and like anesthetic for so long that's why it's like emotionally <laughs> no with, it's like, true yeah. it's so true yeah. like it's like a a badge of honor and it, mm. it's it's it is and it isn't it, it, trauma is real mm -hmm. and i think that it has been um for black folks, I only can speak for myself and how I've been raised, but it was almost like that you just wear it as a badge of honor mm -hmm. and that, that you went through this tough thing and that makes you tough. But no, 
Right. You're walking wounded warrior, you know, warrior, yeah. you know, yes, it makes us tougher, but how, where do we put all that? Mm-hmm. You know, we spend a lot of time compartmentalizing. And then what happens when you run out of boxes, right. they that's, start popping open like the jack in the box, right? Listen. And so, and that's where you get those blow ups in the workplace. Yeah. And they're like, well, where the hell did this come from? Right. Yeah, full, <laughs> full on whack-a-mole. Out exactly. Here. So uh, it's about creating those safe spaces where we can just kind of unpack all that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to do a lot of unpacking before LBC could really take off and and and, and that is and Lisa's flow. boutique catering. I was about to uh, like, oh my god. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. coined by yeah. it is what it is. Listen, okay. <laughs> I was like I Thank you, but yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're fine. I, yes. And I also feel like because I I grew up moving a lot and mm-hmm. I never had a lot of like friends that were women or like girls. And so I think that in a way I was already sort of like prepared slash groomed for this food service industry of like being a dude with the dudes. Right. And I found that like in the last eight or nine years, I've made so many more friends because of the food service industry with women in a way that I never expected to because I was always the only woman or black person or both in the kitchen at every place that I work at. Yes. And, and that's so a real like, thing. Mm-hmm. All the front of house ladies would be like, we will take you in. And like, and so that's how that branch out. And that's how I know Rochelle, man, we're drinking your babitas. Babitas? Babitas. 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 Yes. Um, yes. But like, it, it has... We're doing real good with the drops here. I love it. Yes. It's like, I just have so much more love and appreciation for women in the food service industry now in over the last five years because you have to like really fight tooth and nail to get through there and i have even more respect for you if you didn't have to tear other women down to get there right you know Mm -hmm. and i think like the sisterhood in that sense in the food service community is real. It really is. Like if you find people that are like holding you tight and together and you can like talk to them and they're not going to like fight back with you, but like hear you, that is a dime a dozen. It's yeah. true. It's a, That's what I said, it's a real thing. And I think for me, one thing, I'm just being older, right? Um, I had to learn to create that space. Oh. Um, you know, uh, for those wounded warriors in the in our mm-hmm. community, yeah. um, you know, it's it's hard. You know, it's just it is hard. hard. And you have to. I always say, to be in this industry, you have to be a little bit crazy mm-hmm. and be a lot crazy <laughs> and yep. passionate about it to do it, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's a thankless job at the yeah. end of the day, right? right. So I'm you, like, ha- you have to be a bit of a narcissist. You kind of do, <laughs> and you bit. better just love what bit. you do. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, you got to love it because yeah. uh, this, you know, this industry is not. It's, it's 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 love if people on the outside when they're you know they all they see is that beautiful presentation that plate that comes to them or mm-hmm. that really great drink but they don't realize what all goes into creating these experiences for them you yeah. know so it's a uh, one you know it's a, it's you know so for us in the back of the house particularly back of the house you mm-hmm. guys don't get to see that the front of the house gets to see it you know when they're serving That's it right. 
you know, but they also catch it if it doesn't taste good either. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So we were we were always kind of protected, but I was like, damn, it'd be nice to be able to see, be able to make the food and present the food and receive all, it, you it know. It feels good until you get that one old lady who's like, oh. this ocean trout is salmon and you're lying. I'm like, I broke the fish down this morning i have pictures of it i got the tags like all this stuff and so but like, and but like that's also our fault that is hilarious that's but yes that's I... also our fault though because media and food and beverages make people feel like they know your job now mm, of course yeah, <laughs> okay the also... i just now was amazing like i agree i agree and that was that was that wasn't planned. That I truly agree on the I comment. Was, that was yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as oh I'm God. sitting here, I I have a small like like small element of jealousy because I do wonder, and I'm recapping all of the time that I've spent in the industry and trying to not equate the you know male perspective, uh, the male the male experience. I do wonder if I have experienced any sort of brotherhood in in the industry and I believe that I have found that as people have exited the industry because mm. then they can be more of themselves and be more vulnerable mm. because just I mean they can just get into like all the <laughs> fucking facets of I this goddamn like industry it's but it's like, it's like yeah a, it's a, it's a, I yeah, almost it's a want to call it like gladiator yeah. too yeah, you know exactly. like, it's, yeah. it's like a it's like a it's like a boys club and so once you hit certain thresholds it becomes cool to like lean on your um colleague to be like you know this is this is the person that really helped me get x far but it's only when it becomes a point of reflection for yourself mm -hmm. and it's very interesting for me to sit here to kind of have like this very just real-time comparison and being like well we gotta do better my dudes right like i mean yes and yeah <laughs> no, yeah. it's true. It's yeah. true. And I mean, honestly, I've saw the competition in the kitchen with the, amongst the, the, the dudes, right? Mm -hmm. right. It's, um, hard. It's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it's all very, these quote unquote alphas trying to figure out, you know, just who's who shit it is. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like, I mean, is that a tweezer in your hand? Yes, it <laughs> is. Okay. And like, that is fine because you were owning your creativity, mm -hmm. but also do so with some empathy and, and grace. And have that carry through reality, not just the performance yep. of the industry. Exactly. I mean, I'm, okay, so I'm going to put this story out here because we were <laughs> talking about, like, some of the negative experiences mm -hmm. around being a woman in the food service industry. Mm -hmm. I literally had a conversation with a line cook at the time because he was trying to use, um, like, rule, like, uh, what the hell is that thing that more restaurants should have, but they don't? Health uh, insurance? Well, yes. That. I'm talking about Amen. that book. That. That, that book that with the rules. Uh, hand, I, like a I, handbook. I, I, yeah, handbook. Like an employee handbook. Mm -hmm. That thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was yeah. trying to use, like, things from the employee handbook 
to stop me from having a conversation with another lion cook who was like trying to have a conversation about how to talk to women if you want to date them. And he was like, I feel like some of the things that you're bringing up don't fit this context, what? but like in front of everyone. And he's like a white dude that I worked with at another restaurant, but he wasn't offered the sous chef position and I oh, okay. was, Got so it. we were co-workers before and now I'm in charge of him. And he mm. wanted to like do this because he was upset and I had to pull him aside to the office after service and have this conversation with him because I was like, and he was like yelling and getting aggressive yep. and big and shit with me. And I'm just like in this office thinking to myself, this is like a job interview situation where you are losing your mind yep. and you think you can do it with me and with these other white dudes because it's been made acceptable. You've not been reprimanded for these actions. Correct. And because I like had a conversation with him and I was like, the reason why you didn't get this job is because of this, what's happening right now. You right. don't know how to talk to people. You don't know how to like not be overly emotional, which is like as a woman telling you that in this time is freaking crazy. Well, I'll be honest, mm. emotional intelligence is a real thing. Yes. Yeah. And clearly it sounds like he lacks it. So, right. you know. And it was like, <laughs> yes. In that mm -hmm. moment with me giving him like examples of why it is he didn't get that job, he was like, yeah, I know, but like I want it so bad. And I was like, yeah, there's a difference between wanting it and working for it. And I bust my ass. I busted my ass to get offered a sous chef position. Yeah. I worked for this chef for like three years. You came in six months before the restaurant shut down and you were expecting what? Right. Like. Right. That's and, and that's the yeah. thing that's the privilege <laughs> mm -hmm. and when i tell people like that's an experience that i had outside of the food service industry they're like what the fuck are you talking about but in the food service industry it's like oh yeah that's regular right yeah. it, and unfortunately and that's the culture right that, yeah. that what that has been created yeah and it's it's crazy it's yeah. crazy and it doesn't matter so my my point earlier was it didn't matter that i left the actual restaurant industry and went to corporate food service mm -hmm. it's all the same that was at a hotel. Shit. Yeah. right yeah. yeah it's all the same shit all of it all of it and this reminds me and it's a longer story but i'm just gonna go ahead and abbrevi abbreviate it so the handbook comment reminded reminded me of this so Years ago, restaurant, someone um, overheard how a manager was speaking to me, and it was, uh, as the kids would say, quite out of pocket. <laughs> um, and they decided that they were saying something to me directly. This was a colleague, by the mm -hmm. way. He's just like, yo, like, are you okay? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I'm fine. Like, I don't, you know, like, I, I don't give a shit. He then decided um, that he was going to make a comment on my Facebook wall. And because we all know how Facebook does the mm -hmm, things, mm -hmm. it it just let people know that a comment was made on my wall and just shows up on on, on newsfeed. The only reason why why I'm bringing, bringing this up is because the next time that I worked, after this shift, I was pulled into you know, the private dining area and this gentleman who completely fucking disrespected me mm -hmm. 
was damn near close to trying to fire me because of the actions of a white man and as was dictated by policy in a handbook because I was the one in the wrong when I was the one that was getting cursed out wow. and I didn't do anything to like protect my space on that but not my space but I'm losing my personal my space oh and my God. and just to just to sit there and be like you know what this isn't this isn't it but then when I brought up how ridiculous i felt this was like well justin aren't you just being a little emotional or uh mm -hmm. dramatic yep and i flat out said to this individual i'm just like am i being emotional or dramatic because i am a man or i'm being emotional and dramatic because i'm a black gay man in front of you right now right or and, because i'm just talking about or it. because i'm just talking about it or like because, be because you just humiliated me yeah, and, right. and you know and and berated right. me and we're supposed to just take that shit mm -hmm. right and yeah, so no. i'm just like it's <laughs> it's interesting because you you just have to wonder like it's like that culture of this alpha male and how it literally transcends all elements not mm. just not just the kitchen not just the back of house not just you know these corporate ecosystems it's just like it's like what are we what are we doing and it's shit like that that helps further the divide and makes us feel less like a fucking community exactly. because there's infighting within the ecosystems exactly. that we're all trying to fucking build here exactly. and it's like it be it makes it even more difficult to like protect our women to protect ourselves to like actually it has a bigger community impact mm -hmm. and this person knows exactly who the hell they are and if they are listening, I am down to, um, you know, revisit that bullshit. But it was, it's so, it's so unique, mm -hmm. but it's typical. Yes. Right. And so if dudes are doing that to dudes, it's like, it's just like, how can we all just like be like, it becomes catty. It just becomes like stupid as hell. Yep. And also for the record, for those that are wondering, I did not lose my job because I didn't do a goddamn thing wrong. So yeah. good for that. you. Damn right. I love Thank it. You. I was like, there, there's that. We are good here. I mean, if I had... don't talk to me about a handbook, <laughs> peace, go talk to him. And also yeah. the person that wrote that, who I absolutely respect, uh, they unfortunately lost their job. Oh, wow. Because right. I went against their policy. Uh, wow. Listen, so. if I had a dollar for every day that I had to continue to work <laughs> with a man that abused me verbally at work, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't no. need a job. <laughs> yeah. like I'd be because I'd be getting sorry. paid like $15, $25 per day. Yep. For life. Day. for life. For life. Get out for, of here. For life. For life. <laughs> so yes, um, as we're wrap, wrapping up, I want to want to briefly talk talk about the your your business lisa you know <laughs> lisa's boutique catering coffee girl coffee cakes and the the really not only like unique perspective that that you have on it but how you're looking to really extend your your growth and your mission to mm -hmm. be just this shining light within yes. you know a dim industry right like i mean i started following you before justin because your aesthetic was amazing and two it's like you're a black business owner 
That shit's rare. And don't point yeah. at me, Lisa. That was not my aesthetic, okay? That is all you, okay? I know, <laughs> but you, you know, Biko. I got to give a shout out to Biko. Oh, um, you. you know, uh, I have to say that what I do is so much bigger than me, right? It is so much bigger. What my mission is um, at the end of the day is healing people through food. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the original form of social work. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. You know, and it's not, you know, and not in even an unhealthy way, like where I'm like, oh, I just want to feed people and make them, you know, yeah. I mean, like bringing them into the kitchen, educating people, educating our community mm-hmm. about how to take care of themselves. You know, I've lost so many, my family, the, you know, people not making it to 70 years old should not happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. um having grandmothers die before they were able to reach 70 some of them before they were able to reach 60 mm-hmm. you know i mean it, that should not be happening in our communities so it's just so much bigger than me um but you know in the meantime i get to have fun mm-hmm. be creative do what i love mm-hmm. fill my soul fill my cup take care of myself mm-hmm. self-care is very important and this for those of us who are entrepreneurs out here mm-hmm. in these streets and it's the example i want to leave you know show my children mm-hmm. um you don't have to kill yourself to make money Damn right. you know um but uh attacked. you know i definitely I feel attacked but it's it's okay i'm working on it i'm working yeah. on it we, we're gonna we're I'm gonna we're gonna strap you to a beach chair somewhere justin uh, you need it uh you know but yeah you know i just look to the you know the founding um you know, black women of, of um, you know, entrepreneurship, Madam C.J. Walker, oh, you know, yeah. Dookie Chase, um, you know, B. Smith, uh, may she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. You know, so many women, Oprah Winfrey, Maya Angelou, God, you know, mm-hmm. just so many um, women who have experienced and had to triumph, you know, uh, you know, so I, I would love to take those, that energy and spirit of those women and just kind of cover myself in it mm-hmm. and yeah. do my life's work i my work my real work is service community service and i get to do it through food and yeah. that's that's honestly you know i get to take my two loves you know people and wanting to just service my community and cook and feed people that's that's my jam like i think that for me watching women in the food service industry specifically black women who want to have a career and they want to have a family and want to have like a life of their own, watching women make the choice to leave the food service industry to have a family used to be a thing that I saw and I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? Right. But as someone who like wants to have a family and I fought so hard to like, work my way through these ranks so I could get to a point where maybe if I'm successful enough, I can be pregnant at Mm -hmm. work and it'd be a thing that is fine. But the fact that you have to leave and create your own thing as a woman in the food service industry to exist within it still is annoying as hell when Mm -hmm. I I see like these dudes who have like kids working these ragged hours and it's like, but what about your wife though? Like not even acknowledging the work that women who are at home or like uh, childbearing people who are at home taking care of their children. It's like, I feel like men just don't really think about how much of a sacrifice Mm -hmm. having a family is Mm -hmm. to not them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yep. 
And I think that like with me in this time because of the panini, I've really been able to be like, <laughs> I know for sure I want to have a family and I would like to have it in this time frame. But I know that there's no way for me to do that in the food service industry as it stands right now. And the only way to do it is to like do the work to to change yeah. what's already happening and yeah. make it better for like the next young woman who is like, I want to be, I was going to say Rachel Ray because I grew up watching 30 minute meals. <laughs> but right. whoever the new person is, you know, whoever you're watching on TV right now and being like, I want to grow up and be like her. You don't have to like put your life on hold to do that. Exactly. You can do it all at once yeah. because we're just human beings. That's it. All right. That's not sorry. That was my rant. <sighs> well. <laughs> We're, that was, we're, that was, we're like we're wrapping up now was, and I would I want to keep going but Lisa thank you so much also I hope that you would join us again we would, oh, I would love, love to, to have you this was so Absolutely. much fun thank you thank you I you know just have to do the things that we we know to do so once again thank you so much to our friends at blind barber for hosting this necessary conversation we are currently without our lovely lovely director of beverage ashley christine of garnet she is not with us on this episode but we feel her here because we love her so much we love ashley. so and thank, you thank you to rochelle mayan for sliding in with juanita's babitas mm-hmm. Yes. Ashley, I'm sorry you can't try them. They're fucking great. They are fire. Um, you can pick up these beverages via Juanita's Bobitas on Instagram and at Snack It Chicago. Um, they were delicious. Delightful. So delicious. NA, um, as well. And they are also vegan versions. So get in there. In Abuelita, we trust. Yes. <laughs> yes. And again... Thank you so much to our producer, Max. Yes, thank you for keeping us on task and making sure that we're hitting all of our wonderful marks with Mm. our lovely guests. So thank Mm. you so very much. And in closing, this is Justin Arnett Graham, and you can find me on Instagram at What's Bico. Lisa, how do we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Chef Lisa Shaw. That's right. And uh, it, it's me, your girl, uh, Nariba. And uh, you can find me at Rebaru, R-E-B-A-R-U, on Instagram. And uh, that's, that's the whole thing. That's a wrap. <laughs>